Hello, and welcome to Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Michael DePoe-Wilson, and this is the interview show that is powered by you, our listeners, where I ask questions submitted by you to our guests, who are leaders in the field of anesthesiology. This month, our guest is Dr. Sonia Vaida. Now, Dr. Vaida should sound familiar, at least from the On the Case episodes, because she is the clinical editor of the Frost series for Anesthesiology News. She plays a big role in selecting the topics for those cases each month. She joined us this month to discuss how that process works, as well as ways to go about getting case reports and review articles published, especially if you've never done it before. In addition to that work, she is also a professor of anesthesiology, obstetrics, and gynecology, the vice chair of research, and the director of obstetric anesthesia in the Department of Anesthesiology and Perioperative Medicine at Penn State Health Milton S. Hershey Medical Center in Hershey, Pennsylvania and she has a lot to share about her experience in all of those roles. But before we get to the interview, I have one quick announcement. This will be the final episode of Ask the Experts this year. We will be taking a break for a few months to produce Season 3 of The Etherist, but we will be back with this show and on the case in the future, so stay tuned for more updates. Even though we won't be publishing a new episode for a while, you can still submit questions or ideas for any future guests. And to do that, you can contact us by email or on Twitter at Anesthesia News, and I'll put those details in the show notes. Now let's get to our interview with this episode's guest, Dr. Sonia Faida. The new Anesthesiology News 2021 Summer Fall Buyer's Guide is now available 24-7 on your desktop, tablet, or mobile device. The Buyer's Guide gives you access to a wide range of new products for your practice, from airway management to ultrasound and everything in between. Check out the 2021 Summer Fall Buyer's Guide today at anesthesiologynews.com slash buyer's guide. Okay, and welcome to the show this month, Dr. Vaida, and thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course, of course. Um, Before we get started with the questions, I just wanted to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. When people ask me this question, I always answer, I mean, do you want the long version or the short version? Uh, So because I I was born in uh, Romania, which is in specifically in Transylvania. I was born and raised there, which is in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, and I graduated from medical school there in uh, Timisoara, which is in Western Romania. It's a beautiful city, uh, a great university. And immediately after graduating from medical school, my husband and myself, we moved to uh, Israel, where we lived till 2004, 2004, end of 2004, 2005, when we moved to the United States. So that's that's the abbreviated version of where I have come. So you can hear from my accent, it's very confusing. It explains a little bit about your background, for sure. Um, 
that that is pretty interesting. I, I knew about your your time in Israel. I didn't know where you had trained. Um, and I I actually do want to get into a little bit more of the long version of your story because I was going to ask, and this is a question I, I ask all anesthesiologists because I think it's a pretty interesting thing to hear about. You know, now that you're so established in your career, going back to the beginning, um, and and when you realized that you actually wanted to become an anesthesiologist. So, do you remember that moment in time when you realized that this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it was during my rotation in medical school uh, in anesthesia and intensive care. And it's all about role model because um, um, the people I met there and the people that trained us were exceptional people. And I realized actually that uh, anesthesiology and everything that comes around our specialty, it's um, uh, one of the most challenging and uh, one of the most comprehensive specialties that exist. So I made my decision very early during my uh, fifth year of medical school, because in Europe, there is like six, year, six years of medical school, the system is different. So um, that's when I made my decision. Okay. And so I, I think you've kind of answered this already, but I just wanted to go back and be like the specifics of it. Could you, where did you do your residency? So my residency was done in, I did my residency in Haifa in Ney Zion Medical Center, which is uh, affiliated to uh, Technion Medical School. And um, I mean, immediately after finishing the medical school, I moved to Israel. So I did my um, internship and starting there. Okay. And how long were you living in Israel before you moved to the States? It was... Oh, uh, about 20 years. Oh, so yeah, a, a, a nice long career there. <laughs> yeah, 20 years. And actually, yeah, our boys, my husband's a psychiatrist, and our boys are born in Israel. So we are very, a very international family. Okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's fantastic. So last, last personal question. Could you tell me what your primary area of focus is now? It's um, OB anesthesia and airway management, especially supraglottic airway devices. And those two combined, it's a very, it's an area that's very close to my, to my heart. So we'll, we'll jump right into the first round of questions. And these are just some questions that we usually kind of pull from the comment section from Twitter, things like that. And, and, um, you know, you you are the uh, clinical editor for the Frost series, and so we've had a lot of the authors of the Frost series on the on the case series. Um, we, you know, and and because we did that, and people have definitely been interested in those cases. We all thought at Anesthesiology News it would be awesome to talk to you, uh, the person who goes out and finds those and edits those for us and gets those ready. Um, so we have a couple questions for you about that process and about how how you pick those out in our first round. So our first question for you is how do you find these topics every month for the frost series well i'm trying to um to find topics that will be of interest for people and i'm just going and asking around uh, colleagues all over the country and in my department uh, in our department here what would you like to see and uh we took the model from the renowned dr frost elizabeth frost uh, that uh, I mean, it's definitely a person that uh, it's uh, we are looking up to, and I think the entire country does. So, the topics are um, a variety of uh, topics in 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 um, anesthesia in general, and the more diverse, the better. And 
can use this opportunity to please ask uh, people around the country uh, if they have a topic that they would like to um, talk about, please contact us. My email is there and we'll consider it gladly. The, uh, again, the more diverse topic, the better, more diverse topics, the better. Absolutely. And that, that's a, a wonderful um, idea to put it out there to others who might have um, some interesting cases that they'd like to send to you for consideration in the series. Um, obviously, we have uh, one of these published every month in the magazine. It's always the last article. And we'll make sure to add to the uh, to the show notes how to get in touch with you if, if someone wants to send something in. I would like to add something to that. I mean, um, if if it's a real case that happened to somebody and we typically would ask patients permission to publish for um, HIPAA concerns. However, if um, I encourage also people to come up with hypothetical cases, a topic that they would like to discuss and they didn't have a chance to encounter the specific patient. Uh, most likely, and I think that uh, anesthesiologists tend to publish uh, problems, issues, complicated issue, which is fine. But bread and butter uh, topics are also welcome, especially the controversial ones. That, yeah, that's an excellent point too. So yeah, definitely if, if anyone out there has something they'd like to send in, we'll make sure that they can get in touch with you for that. Um, and I did, I actually did want to ask you uh, related to this, talking about new authors, because we don't, um, we actually don't have a lot of repeat authors submitting cases, which, um, you know, as as an editor of the magazine, I'm always impressed by the ability to find new people writing cases. Um, you know, I think it'd be easy to kind of find someone who just has a lot of ideas and go back to them over and over. Um, so how do you collaborate with a new author every month in order to get these cases uh, ready for the issue? Typically, um, the author sends me a um, draft and then we go from there. And I think that that can be also a nice learning experience for young people uh, to get the, you know, the basic, basic things for um, writing in general. Uh, so um, it's really not one fits all. So it can be very diverse. And uh, uh, again, we go from the first draft and then I ask the questions and we go from there. So people that already published and have another idea, uh, they are welcome to do so, of course. But obviously I'm trying to have not the same person published two months in a row because, I mean, people reading um, the clinical series from other specialties also have a voice. Obviously, I would like to see only OB anesthesia. Okay, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> right. I understand that not everybody does that. So, yeah. Yeah, right. And it, and it's nice because we do have a pretty diverse range of, of issues. Um You know, everything from button battery ingestion to, um, you know, old drugs that are kind of becoming new again. Um, you know, we've had, we've actually, I think had a really interesting year so far in, in terms of what we published in the frost series. Um, and we've been lucky to have a few, quite a few of the authors on the podcast to talk about that. Um, so I know obviously OB anesthesia is, is one of these, but are there other areas that you, as, as you are working with authors, uh, other research areas or, or case report areas that you're drawn to that you're like, this is an, a really interesting topic that I'd like to see more of in, in the series? For, uh, I mean, obviously, that's my um, 
Superglottic devices, airway issues, which is one of the major issues uh, uh, people are interested in, and it's never going to be a, a boring uh, area. And <clears throat> COVID-related um, problems that arise, and um, they are. We had um, an article about COVID in pregnancy, and that was, I think, July um, 2020. But uh, I would like to see uh, um, more topics uh, on COVID-19 and more personal experiences uh, with dealing with that. As we know, the literature is pretty scarce on this topic. So personal experiences are welcome as well. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point for sure. I mean, so many of of the anesthesiologists out there have had those, right? So, um, you know, it's been a tough year and a half for sure. Um, so, you know, kind of going along the lines of, of new, uh, contributing authors, and you mentioned this a little bit, do you have advice that you would give to either medical students or residents about how to write case reports or participate in clinical research? When it comes to case reports and writing in general, I say just first read and read and read. Uh, the literature. When you read a paper and your mind is set that I want to learn how the, a person that already published, it's a successful, it's a success, right? Because it went through a peer review process, so it's out there. So see what other people do and how they write. Uh, And uh, the more you read, the more you accumulate and understand uh, how other people do that. So mentorship, it's another, uh, it's crucial. And I think that medical students and uh, residents should be <clears throat> um, absolutely walk through the process, beginning with um, how to write an introduction, what the method should um, um, include, how can you get statistical help, and how to write a discussion uh, in the way that publishers uh, would like it. And one of the ways that I highly recommend is going to anesthesia and analgesia, anesthesiology, um, British Journal of Anesthesia, and just look to the instructions for the authors because you learn so much if you read that thoroughly from the beginning to the end. It's, it's really a walkthrough through the art of writing a medical uh, paper. Yeah, that's that's a really good um, piece of advice because that that is a resource that's out there that maybe isn't so obvious. It's a highly valuable resource. So reading that, reading articles and um, uh, working close to a mentor, it's uh, I think they are the, the, you know, the triangle of three, um, the three most important uh, ingredients to get started. So that kind of wraps up our questions for the first round, uh, talking about the Frost series and and your role in, in making sure that, that happens every month, um, which we're very appreciative of. Um, so now we'll move on to round two of questions. And so this is the round that we always like to get into questions that you wish people would come and ask you. Um, you know, maybe you just don't get a chance to talk about as, as often as you'd like. And we've touched on this a little bit already in our talk today. Um, you know, the first one is, uh, why, why did you choose uh, obstetric anesthesia? The, I was bu- doing residency, okay? I had uh, 
our two boys. So with the first one, I went said to labor that I can do it. I don't need anesthesia. I'll do fine. And guess what? I had anesthesia. I had an epidural. And I said, well, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. It was very easy. I repeated the experience with my second uh, baby. That was more than 30 years ago. And I was set on that. I said, that's it. I mean, my life was absolutely different uh, during labor, before and after epidural. And honestly, I can use that now. If patients are reluctant and they ask about, you know, the ones that are on the fence, I can use this tool and say, look, listen, I'm not only doing that for a living for such a long time, but I also had it myself. So that's a good good point, and uh, I, I feel people, uh, patients feel more confident when I'm sharing my personal experiences. So, um, yeah, definitely. After my first epidural, I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and that's a very, it's nice. It's a very personal experience that you had that kind of helped inform your professional side, right? Very, very, very personal, right? Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's a very interesting um kind of, uh, I guess, a kind of big moment, and, and it really set a light bulb off. Um, and we're, we're luckier for it. So <laughs> we're very happy to have you in the specialty. Um, you know, w- what would you say is one of the most rewarding parts of the specialty? Uh, smiling faces, seeing a person, uh, I mean, in pain, and then, uh, a, you know, the same uh, mom-to-be, relaxed, smiling, and saying thank you. And especially rounding uh, the day after and saying, oh, thank you, it was so good. I mean, obviously, like every other specialty in medicine and anesthesia in particular, it's not only uh, happy cases, there are complicated cases, there are unfortunate cases that uh, the babies are not doing so well. So you not only encounter a smiling face, but uh, that's the majority of it. And it's, I, in my opinion, and I know there are many in my in anesthesia that won't agree with me. Um, it's for me, it's the most rewarding part of anesthesia. Yeah, absolutely. And I like teaching that, and I do that every day. Um, and uh, it's one of the most rewarding things actually in my life to see that happening. Well, that's wonderful. Um... That's great. So uh, I have one other question that I wanted to throw in here because um, you'd mentioned it at, at the beginning of, of us talking about your all your areas of interest with like airway and the supraglottic uh, devices. And you mentioned like when they come together in, in cases. And I was wondering if you had any examples of of, um, of that type of a thing and how you kind of use all of your various interests in, in individual moments in your profession. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, obstetric airway, it's uh, so let's put it this way, uh, it's one of the most challenging airway experience you can have. And it's a, I'm not going to give a lecture <laughs> about the topic, even though I'm inclined to, but uh, uh, if you have, I mean, an airway that fails and using one of the supraglottic devices and the most, I mean, of course, widely known supraglottic device, it's the LMA and his variants, especially um, the second generation supraglottic airway devices, it's absolutely uh, can be a lifesaver. So, uh, luckily for us, and uh, mostly for the patients, we encounter less and less 
difficult airways in OB anesthesia, but we should be prepared to do so. And teaching uh, the algorithms and the preparedness for such scenario, and that includes supraglottic airway devices, I think it's key. And that especially in the area when a general anesthesia for cesarean section, it's a rare event. So when it happens, we need to be ready to deal with and have a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan and um, uh, following the algorithms, which include all, all, all of the above. Well, yeah, so that actually, that wraps up this second round. So we have a third round and this is a, a personal round. It's not about the specialty or, or even about medicine necessarily. Um, it's just a couple questions that I like to ask all of our guests to kind of get an idea of, you know, things that you're interested in and, and things that you've been inspired by. So our first question is about like entertainment, something that you've enjoyed either reading, watching, or listening to lately. Do you have kind of one, like a movie or a TV show or anything like that, that you've just really enjoyed? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I recently, uh, we, read again, I don't know for how many times, and watched the movie, which is Zorba the Greek. It's an old book written in uh, 1946, I guess. I can't remember exactly, by Nikos Kazantakis. I'm not sure even that I pronounced the name uh, right. It's a Greek uh, author from uh, uh, Crete. And um, later it was a movie... uh, and uh, with famous Anthony Quinn and uh, Alan Bates. And it, it, um, it's a very, um, it's a great book and a great movie that actually teaches us at the end of the day that beauty is here and everything around us. And it's up to us just to look, look around and pick it and uh, see it. So it's a uh, it's a very uh, optimistic message in the midst of a very challenging period for everyone around here. So obviously, I'm looking for uh, things that give me an optimistic approach to life because we yes, do a definitely. lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that, that's a really that's a good uh, kind of a good recommendation for people. It's uh, I'm familiar with it, but I have to say I haven't actually watched the movie or read the book, so I'll, I'll have to add that to my list. Yeah, it's absolutely an Anthony Quinn. He's he was absolutely fantastic. Each time I watch the movie, especially uh, the end of it. I mean, the last five minutes of the movie. It's in the, the book, of course. It's spectacular, absolutely, and so so much uh, message for hope out there yeah in everything nature um personal achievements um life-changing adventures everything that's great yeah and the beauty of the ocean as well yeah everything combined yes there you go there you go um well so our our second and last question um for you today is something that has inspired you lately kind of something to as an inspiration for you that you may be able to share with us as a send-off uh my colleagues in this department and uh, all around the country and all around the world dealing with COVID-19. And um, it, it it's just not only about um, dealing with the airway in the circumstances, but the dedication. And I would say more than, it, it took more than courage at the beginning to get organized and to understand uh, how to deal with that. And every day in and every day out, 
it's just an inspiration for everybody. And um, I think we keep doing that. We're still not out of the woods and we're still getting creative and every day there are changes. Uh, and I think we're going to see more changes in the future when it comes to um, specific COVID-related problems. But again, and I need to point that out, my colleagues dealing with airway and getting close to a patient infected with COVID, like almost risking their lives to do that, that's something that really inspired me to look to. And uh, uh, especially here in our department, uh, seeing those people and being so creative, coming up with all kinds of solutions and all kinds of masks and all kinds of think how to make the patient's life better. Uh, it's absolutely, absolutely um, amazing. And uh, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to work with these people around me and I'm sure everybody else in the country and in the world feel the same. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, thank you very much for that. It is, it is very inspiring um, as you've said, and, and, and obviously you're a part of that too. So <laughs> we, we yeah, every, everyone is, uh, has been doing a great job out there um, in, in pretty incredible circumstances. Um, so th- um that wraps up all the questions we had for you. Thank you so much for, for joining us this month, uh, Dr. Veda, and, and hopefully we get to have you back on again in the future. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Dr. Raida, for being our guest here on Ask the Experts. And thank you to all of you for joining us. Since this is the final episode of Ask the Experts for this season, I would like to ask if you could please leave us a rating and a review. Or you can email us at anpresents at mcmanmed.com with your feedback on the first season of the show. We would really appreciate that too. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Anesthesiology News Presents Ask the Experts was produced this month by me, Michael Depo Wilson. It was edited by Ken Christensen. Music for this episode comes from Blue Dot Studios. Our editorial director is James Pruden. The rest of the team is Richard Tordo, Justin Kebach, Blake Dennis, Betty Zong, Kristen Janicone, Lucia Scanlon, Kwang Yi Chung, Sophia Lee, and Sam Steinfeld. Ask the Experts is a project of Anesthesiology News, the most widely read publication for the specialty, and the McMahon Publishing Group.